Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Oh, I just love that bass track. Welcome, friend, and I'm so thankful that I have your listening ear. We're still in the early days of the Align Self podcast, and I'm very appreciative of your listening. Now, for the last eight months, I've actually been the co-host of the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. My friend Thomas Miller started that in 2013 and had invited me on to cut my teeth in the podcast world on his podcast, and he helped me along, and he gave me lessons, and I'm still learning. So I guess this uh, podcast will evolve, my style will change, and I'll become even more comfortable behind the microphone as time goes. But in full disclosure, this particular episode is actually taken from the Subconscious Mind Mastery. It was actually my last podcast there as co-host, and I decided to do a whole series on intuition. I had polled some of the listeners and some of my clients, and there were several questions, several uh, topics that wanted to be discussed or people were interested in in and around the, the concept of intuition and psychic ability. Now, over the years, I've evolved to a point where I consider myself a multimedia psychic. I I have a clear visual channel, an auditory channel, uh, kinesthetic sensation, clairsentient. So I get the, the full effect. Not all channels are utilized at any given time, but sometimes multiple channels. Sometimes it's just one. Sometimes I just hear a voice. Other times I'll get a movie with a kinesthetic or a, a sensation or a feeling surrounded about it, a theme. There's symbolic information that I get that I have to interpret. But all this started for me in just the getting connected to my intuition. How do I learn to rely on and build this rapport with my other than conscious mind, my subconscious and beyond? Other than conscious includes your subconscious mind, also referred to as local information. But the other than conscious, your consciousness can can spread out across vast distances, thousands of miles away, pick up on impulses and, and feelings and sensations from people that I'm connected to, and some people I don't even know that I just met. So the topic of this episode is using your intuition to guide your life. So when you can get to the point where you can listen to the whispers, listen, interpret the the urgings and the impulses and act on them when they're just a whisper, then your life begins to unfold like magic. You see, when I first joined Thomas, I thought it was going to be more of a long-term gig. And it was just last week, you know, the, the middle of April, when I got a hit, like just a knowing that it was time for me to leave and go to my own playground, my own podcast, and hence you're listening to The Aligned Self. But this was taken from my farewell address, and I told people over there that I was going to continue the dialogue, this conversation around intuition over on my new podcast, The Aligned Self. So welcome. If you came over and you are a previous listener of the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast or listener of me on that podcast, welcome. Thank you for following me over. Share it with your friends. By all means, we would love to grow this. 
but I'm not so much interested in the quantity of people listening. I want the people listening, and that's you, you listening right now. You're my people. I don't need vast numbers. I just need my people. I need my tribe. So as a way to cultivate this community, my tribe, I did start a Facebook group called the Aligned Self Podcast Listeners. And you're welcome to join. I invite you and the link will be in the show notes. And as a way to qualify the people knocking on the door, when the question is asked, how did you hear about the Facebook group? The answer is on the podcast. So maybe I'll see you there. So let's transition into this previous podcast. So I've edited out some of the references for the other podcast, uh, but just understand that this came from another place and it may sound a little bit different, but here you go. Using your intuition to guide your life. So before I go too deep into this, let me give you just a little bit of background on my intuitive path and how I ended up where I ended up. Now, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to recount every interaction, every insight, but in general, I was introduced to the concept of intuition as an eight-year-old reading comic books, specifically Spider-Man comic books. Spider-Man had a sixth sense that he referred to as Spidey sense. His head would tingle, his body would tingle when danger was just around the corner. It's as, almost as if he had strands of silk webbing all, in all directions, and he could feel the slightest vibrations of what was going on. And I usually think about that metaphorically today as I interpret uh, intuition that I have the web of awareness that extends out in all directions. And sometimes someone is disturbing a little strand of silk way out there, and I can pick that up. I was also introduced early on to the, the language and the idea, the philosophy of intuition by my mother and her mother. Uh, her mother, my grandmother, uh, would tell cards or tell fortunes using playing cards. And as kids, we always thought it was interesting, especially in our teen years, when uh, grandma would do a reading. And as a consequence of this environment, this intuitive environment, I became more aware of it and really wanted to develop my own abilities, my own skills. I was never taught that it was a gift. I was taught that it was a skill, but it was still a skill that I did not have command of or didn't feel like I did. Now, through my teens and my early 20s, I did have moments where I had clear sensations, clear insight, clear knowings. And intuition, by definition, is knowing something without knowing how you know it. It is the ability to arrive at a conclusion or a decision without being able to point to the path of rational thought that guided you there. Now, for me, it was always some investigation and always a, a conundrum of how to discern the difference between intuitive insight and my imagination, intuitive insight and a wanting or desire of the ego for something to be true. Because after all, if I'm going to tap into my intuition, it better be some high caliber information, shouldn't it? It should be informed by God, goddess, all that is, the guides, the angels, the some authority greater than my ego. Well, in a little bit, I'll dive deeper in how to differentiate between intuition and ego. But intuition in and by itself is accessible by everyone. 
it is considered a survival skill of being human. And one of my early teachers and mentors, uh, Sonia Choquette, always said that as a human being, we have six senses, and our sixth is our first. And she was brought up by her mother, who was psychic, intuitive, to trust your vibes, to tune in to your vibes. And going back to the spidey sense, that tingling, your intuition or your vibes are going to occur between your belly button. Now, if you were to draw a line between your belly button and your throat, that sensation occurs somewhere along that midline. So a a basic definition of your intuition is going to be in the realm of feelings or sensations. And the feeling is going to be an answer such as yes, no, forward, backward, turn left, turn right, stay away, go towards. You'll have the feeling of safety and comfort or danger and fear or the feeling of expansion or contraction, the feeling of love versus hate or possibility versus limitation. So the first step in connecting with your intuition is connecting with your feelings, connecting and discerning the difference, the distinctions of different sensations along that midline. So when you get an urging, you get an inspiration, the idea is that you go with it. You trust your vibes. You trust as if you're getting guidance. And you go with it. And you see how it turns out. Now, ideally, you don't do this with major life decisions (laughs) right off the bat, because the, the stakes are rather high if you're wrong or if you're, you're reading the information incorrectly. You see, it's really just a process of trial and error. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from your successes. Every time you get a result, you say, hmm, I'll make a note of that. And so you tune in and go back. I usually go back in my head and say, what did that feel like on the front end of that decision? And then I make a note of that. So I have a reference for it in the future. So here's a way of deciphering whether or not you're on the right path, quote unquote. When you're following your intuition and it's spot on, it is your intuition, then you will feel and experience, see synchronicities unfold before you. You will experience them, expect them. When something seems like a struggle, like it's effort, too much effort, And that, to me, that's a signpost that maybe that was an intuitive guidance. And I connect back in and tune back into my intuition and ask the question, what's the next appropriate step? This is akin to your GPS saying, recalculating route, take the next legal U-turn and take the next exit. The idea here is if you are listening to your intuition, Life begins to unfold like magic. It becomes easy. So I used it in simple ways. I used it to select a particular book to read. I had several books on my bookshelf. And if I had a particular question in mind, I would just sort of run my hand over the different book titles and pick a book that seemed to resonate with my question. Then I would open it up and put my finger on a particular page, and usually, 99 times out of 100, it was relevant to my question. Another thing I did is when I came across a discretionary day, 
And at the time, I would work uh, typically Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday. And I had Sundays off or the weekends off. And I would take one of those days and just spend it on an adventure of the Spirit. And I was going to let my intuition guide the way. If I was taking the car, I'd take it out to the main road and I'd ask right or left. And whichever felt right, I would go that way. And every time I came to an intersection, it'd be the left, right, or straight. And sometimes it'd be turned around. And the idea is that I was, my intuition was going to lead me on an adventure, a learning experience, an adventure of joy, an experience of joy or beauty. So this became a, a practice of tuning into my vibes. And then I would differentiate the difference between what felt appropriate and what didn't feel appropriate. So here's a little technical training that you can do right now listening to the podcast. So kind of clear your head, get kind of into neutral, so to speak, and just tune into the sensations in your belly along the midline there. And I'm going to give you a simple math problem. And you tell me if it's right or wrong or how it feels. Two plus two is five. Two plus two is five. Now tune in when I say two plus two is four. Does it feel any different? Here's a different one. The year is 1936. The year is 2021. Does it feel a little bit different? So this is another way how you train deciphering between right and wrong, yes and no. What is a yes for you? And I've just sat there and said to myself, yes, 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 yes. And it feels, a, there's a certain lightness and, and a sparkle to it and a sensation of expansion. And then I say, no, 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 no. And it feels different. It has a different light quality to it. Now, if you're having trouble feeling a sensation, this is where you can engage your subconscious mind by simply asking, would you amplify those feelings? Would you make it more apparent to me in consciousness? Another thing that I use with my students is the idea of expansion and contraction. That if something is intuitive right for you, there is a feeling of expansion, of lightness, of possibility. And if it's something that's not appropriate for you, it's, it's heavier feeling. There's a feeling of contraction, like pulling in tight to a ball, something that's uh, cumbersome, a burden. Now, here's something as a little exercise that I did when I was younger. When, in my 20s, I would get invited to parties from time to time. And I was socially awkward. I felt a little shy in, inside new situations. And my knee-jerk response would be, no, no thanks. I'm busy. I got other things going on to make excuses. And and that response was driven by my ego because I thought my intuition was telling me, you just won't have fun. But it was actually driven by that fear and dread of the social situation. So when I began to reframe this in my head, is this an opportunity for fun? Is there the possibility of meeting a girl? Is there a possibility of meeting more people, more friends? Is this a good opportunity for that? And then it was a yes or no. Rather simple, yes or no. So you'll hear people say that the, the intuition does not speak in the language of fear. And by and large, that's true. 
but I think you need to refine your definition of fear, of what fear means, is that fear is not telling you to stop. It's telling you to, hey, this is something different. Pay attention. That fear is check in with your vibes. Is this a survival situation or is this an opportunity? So just to recap, we have these feelings of expansion and contraction, of love and fear. Yes, no, left, right, forward, backward. These are binary signals that your body can give you. Now, there is a device that you can use and utilize to help tune in and discern these different sensations, and that's to use a pendulum. And you can Google it, look it up. I'm sure there's YouTube videos on it. Majana had a training on how to use a pendulum, and it's something that I've used for years as a way to refine and hone my ability to check in with my vibes. And essentially, you take a It could be a necklace, some kind of amulet, some kind of stone at the end of a chain, and you hold your elbow stationary, and you have your body respond to which, like it'll either swing forward or backward or side to side to indicate a yes or a no. Sometimes it goes in a circle, either clockwise or counterclockwise, and that typically means that the question is ambivalent or the answer uh, isn't formed yet, but... I believe that it's more the question isn't correct for that particular device. I believe all the answers are available in any given moment if we're willing to be open to receive. Now, that speaks to practicing being open to receiving intuitive guidance. Many times we're caught up into the mental uh, jibber-jabber in our head, and we're not open to our sensations. Where We almost don't want to be with our feelings. By and large, uh, society has taught us to ignore our sensations, ignore our feelings, because there's work to be done. We have to go to school, but I don't want to go to school. You know, (laughs) we've been taught to ignore our feelings, ignore our guidance, ignore our sensations uh, in order to fit into other people's agendas, other people's ideas of what is appropriate for us. And that's how we're brought up. You know, we have to stand in line play well with others, Uh, attend class, classes you don't like, you're not interested in, take work or job assignments that you don't feel aligned with. So the first step in connecting with your internal guidance is meditation. Now, I've been a meditator since I was 13, utilizing self-hypnosis and trance. It wasn't until I was 28 that I became a formal meditator, where it was a, a formal meditation practice. And I'll talk about meditation in the future, but by and large, meditation is mind training, is training your mind to go where you want it to go. Whenever you have a thought that comes in or a line of questions or and you're not focusing on your breathing, you're not focusing on the moment, then you acknowledge it, let the, the jibber-jabber go, and bring it back to center. You, I typically bring it back to my breath. And then if I find my mind creeping in again, I... Acknowledge the thought, let it go, and bring my attention back to my breath. So I've done this now for oh, 30, over 30 years of formal meditation training, mostly every day. If not, I'm in a meditative state most in and out of the day just by immersing myself into the moment with full focus on the situation at hand. 
So typically, at some point in your meditation, your mind will have quieted enough to where you get some type of insight, some type of inspiration, urging, feeling. Now, outside of meditation, those moments of opportunity, those moments where you're open to receive is when your brain is otherwise occupied or you're doing something routine or something that's been relegated to the other than conscious mind, such as driving, showering, eating, those automatic things or those activities that have been relegated to the automatic processes of the unconscious or subconscious mind, and it frees up the channels of communication. That's typically when things pop in our head or we get ideas. Also, just before you fall asleep or just as you're awakening. The other places it happens is in nature. Immersing yourself in nature, it's almost as if nature demands your attention. Immersing yourself in the moment of taking in all the sights, of focusing in on the branches swaying in the wind. It's hypnotic in nature. It's trance-inducing. So those activities that naturally induce trance is where you're opening up to your intuitive guidance. So I've given you some basic building blocks in tuning into your intuition, uh, the binary aspect of intuition. And typically we access local information, aspects of our subconscious, previous likes and dislikes, previous training. But the line is kind of gray between local insight, local information, and non-local information, stuff that is outside you, and that is in the psychic realm. Examples of that is, you know, you're thinking of a friend, you're thinking of somebody in your life or someone you haven't seen in a while, and suddenly they call, or within, if not within the hour, perhaps in a day or two, or in that week. And it's like, oh man, I was just thinking about you. Or you're in a crowded space, in a, you're walking through a crowd, and you get the feeling like someone's looking at you. And you turn and look, and sure enough, someone's staring. It's as if you could feel their eyes on you. Mothers are particularly good at this with their children because they're tuned into them in a profound way that only mothers can be with their children. Not to take anything away from you fathers that have a special connection with your kids, but uh, you did not carry them inside your womb for nine months. So there is a sharing of consciousness that's there. And mothers can pick up when there's something going on with their kids. They know when, you know, heaven forbid, they be in an accident or they're in trouble or they know. To this day, I'm 60. And if I'm going through a rough patch, my mom will call out of the blue. We don't talk that much anymore. She's got her own life. I got my own life. But she still checks in When I'm going through a rough patch or it's a little bumpy, she just knows. Now, for me, I think I was 26 when I had the first clear vision, sensation, feeling of non-local information. And my wife and I at the time, my wife at the time, uh, were driving back from Michigan towards Columbus, Ohio, where we were living. And we were about two hours away, and I just said out of the blue, our place has been broken into and things have been taken. And my wife was just kind of watching the road or reading or something. And sudden she goes, what, what, how, how do you know that? How do you know that? I said, I just have this feeling. I just have this sensation. And sure enough, as we pulled up, the front door was ajar and the back window was smashed and 
all our belongings, all, all the valuable belongings at the time, were taken. They even opened up our, our underwear drawer and sat on the bed and looked through our wedding album. They took the TV, they took the stereo, the VCR, the microwave, um, my jewelry box, my school rings, all that stuff. And they literally carried it out the front door and down the street. That experience, looking back on it, was a lesson in detachment to material things. There's nothing that virtually can't be replaced, typically with something better. And that's been the big lesson with our pipe burst in the house, is that we've upgraded and redone things and cleaned things out, and we've removed stagnant energy. It's actually been a blessing. And here's another short lesson around intuition, is that when the intuitive uh, message comes in, it isn't really have much drama. And this is one way to differentiate between the ego or coming from fear, is that it's just matter of fact. Okay, now's the time. Or let's go. Stay. And one short anecdote, when I was first learning to walk on hot coals, I can remember distinctly getting the pull, getting the urge to take the first step. I was ready. And I raised my foot to step onto the hot coals, and I pulled back in fear. No, 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 I'm not ready. And so that was my ego. That was my mind. So in teaching thousands of people to walk across burning hot coals since then, I've learned firsthand that when your body, mind, and spirit are saying, take the step, you take the step. Okay, so we're back on live here, or we're back in the present time as far as the Align Self podcast goes. And this is the intuition, harnessing your intuition and, and tapping into these signals and becoming familiar with it to a point where you can trust the information. That's the big thing that a lot of people have problems with is knowing when to trust the information. And again, you go back to just practicing trial and error and you get comfortable with the yes and no signals. There's a particular quality to the information, the sensations as it comes up and you will train yourself to recognize it. It's almost the same as when you first enter into a, a new relationship. For those of you that are out and about single, you kind of have to trust the other person that they're you know, they're honest, they're showing up, that their story is authentic, and you just kind of have to find out as you go. And those of us that have been in and out of relationships, we see more of the red flags. We see the communication that's out there that indicates that, maybe they're not quite telling the truth. So as a natural process of you opening up to this information and embracing it and learning to trust it, the natural evolution of that is that you open yourself up to greater and greater uh, channels of information from outside of your local intellect. So if you found this fascinating, by all means, subscribe so you can get the future podcast episodes as we continue this conversation around intuition and psychic ability. Until next time, follow your bliss and live the epic life. <laughs>